I'm digging it. I'm digging the new music. That's crazy. That's It's got like a surf, kind of a street rod, 1950s, 1960s vibe. I'm liking that. Here's the deal. Okay, I'm going to let you guys in on uh, what's going on today. Evidently, here's the thing with witchcraft, you guys. Don't practice witchcraft. Because when you're a gypsy and you do something mean, it comes back on you threefold. That's uh, so, so evidently, uh, Liberty Gypsy has done something horrible and now she's been knocked down with a migraine she is she's down for the count however it's okay we got uh we got kung fu rick sticking around and there you you go (laughs) i love that we have sound effects and sound drops now and we've got a great guest here you've heard him before on the show uh he's a he's a fabulously funny dude he's a smart dude he's uh on top of things politically live from new york city ryan james gerdusky ryan how's it going good thanks for having me back on you sound very excited i might have to talk to you michael (laughs) (laughs) you're like oh hey thanks for having me on (laughs) so it's gonna be it's gonna be a uh, an avalanche of information We're going to talk about everything under the sun. Of course, we're talking politics. We're talking pop culture, everything. I don't see, Ryan, how we can start the show with anything other than the Kavanaugh hearings. Can you think of anything else that could be bigger? Um, no, I don't. I, I, I was actually trying to think of something funny and I was like, <laughs> I just can't think of something that is actually bringing us. I've been on television all throughout the week, uh, talking about it. So it's something that's in the front of my mind at all times, basically. Now, hold on, hold on. What shows did you do? What, where have you been? Uh, talking about? I did Fox and friends. I did the McLaughlin group. Uh, I did something else. I can't remember now. I did. Dr. That's great. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So, but anyway, but yeah, I've been talking about this and, um, and I think it is like the most it's definitely something that's uh, in in a lot of people's minds, uh, even people who are not political or don't really know much about it, I think, have are talking about the subject matter. And um, that's <laughs> bad and good, I think. Well, uh, I've been I've been really biting my tongue on this. This is this is a tricky one because I'm in the I'm trying to be in the business of of making fun of stuff like this like oh something big happens in politics i'm gonna listen to the loftus party uh and have a laugh about it now this one is is a tough one to laugh about you can get into a lot of trouble it is a mind field i'm just i'm just wrapping my brain around here's the deal yep sometimes here I'm, i'm horrible at saying this having some time and looking back on it uh there's there's a lot of things that I have questions about, and I, I hope as America we can get answers. Like I want to know so much more about this uh, Christine Blasey Ford lady. Like I want to know about her. I there's I guess there's differing accounts. Some people say that like her her social media has been scrubbed, her Facebook is gone, her like and and I, I'm I can't find anything. But like I'm not like some I'm. I'm I'm not like all over the internet. I, I literally, I, I follow some trusted people on Twitter and Facebook and stuff. And it seems like it is gone though. Like what? 
honestly, what do we know about this chick? What do we know? About her background. Well, one good thing that they sat there and uh, Chadwick Moore, um, uh, he works with Miley Annapolis, he caught was that she said in her in her in her statement that she is a psychologist, but she is in fact not a psychologist. She is a professor of psychology, which is an important difference. Um, I don't really know much about her background, but I do. I just want to talk for a second about what her testimony was because it's driving me completely crazy. There you go. This is an emotional show. Let's let's go with what drives you crazy. (laughs) There are so many holes in her story that it questions how credible she was as a witness. Yes, she passed a lie detector test. Yes, she was very emotional in what she was saying. So was Ted Bundy. So was a lot of people who, who, who lie about things. A lot of sociopaths lie about things and sound very convincing. What she said, uh, how she how she said what she said does not, in fact, make it true, even if she sounds emotional while she's saying it. First of all, one, she goes to this party. There are six people. It's a high school party. There's no music. According this is according to her statement. There's six people, two girls, four guys. There's no alcohol and there's no music playing. There are two people who are already drunk when they're there. She doesn't remember who comes in first. Okay, understandable. I I maybe don't remember like who comes in where. But there's six people at this party, six teenagers. Half of the party goes upstairs. Three people in the on the living room still. Three people who go upstairs. Herself and um, allegedly Kavanaugh and his friend Mike Judge. Yeah. All of a sudden, music starts blasting from upstairs. The, no one sits there and says, that's a little odd. I wonder what they're doing up there. Knocks on the door, whatever. Anyway, she has this horrible moment, she says, then she, uh, where she's attacked. She runs out the door, passes everybody at the party, and just runs and leaves. Her friend doesn't pull her aside saying, where are you going? You seem upset. What went on upstairs? Doesn't call her the next day and say, hey, what happened? You left really early, really abruptly. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. Um, then she lives... I've heard between seven and 10 miles away from her, from the home that she was attacked on. Can't remember how she got home. If you're 10 miles away from where, from where you are, it would take you about three hours to walk. You remember walking for three plus hours and doesn't remember the time of the day that it was. (coughs) Yeah. There are so many questionable things. And then the fact that her best friend not only says, I don't remember the party, which is one thing, she says, I never hung out with Brett Kavanaugh growing up. I don't know him. That is a humongous, humongous difference. I could sit there and say, I don't remember me and Michael Loftus doing X, Y, or Z. But I can't sit there and say, I don't know Michael Loftus. Those are huge discretions between the accounts. And uh, there's huge problems with her account. And the fact is, everyone's running around saying, she's so credible, she's so credible, it's a credible account, it's a credible account. Let's question him about how much he really drinks. Do you remember blacking out, which is the most redundant freaking question I've ever heard before. But um, but that's now a question of, you know, how much did he drink growing up? That's not the question. The question is, did he assault her? And right now, there's no evidence, there's no witnesses, there's no uh, memories, there's no year, there's no month. And every... Every accusation that came out after that happened has been more and more ridiculous. And I think Kavanaugh- well, here's 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 my beef with it. And, and you're kind of we're kind of going along uh, the parallel tracks here. It's like with these other accusers, like the, the, they're looking at Kavanaugh hard. Like in your yearbook, you said Devil's Triangle and oh this drinking game and all that. So we're gonna ask everyone you knew growing up 
about what you were doing in high school and about who you were and what you are. And like no one is asking these questions of Blasey Ford. No, like I, I where's where the, the people who who she says were there were like, hey, I don't remember it. Her friend was like, listen, you're on your own. I don't uh, I have no memory of this either. So I, I want to know more about about this lady. And I guess there's some question now that's the, there's the big conspiracy theory about she's like she was so frightened for her life and worried about security that she and her husband put a different set of doors on in like 2010. And then like people are going back and going, no, 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 that happened in 2008. And just it's just all I want to know more about her. Like, well, I, don't I, even, I have a hard time believing she's a doctor. Just uh, anyway, the no, way she I, talks is starting not to bug me. Her, but here's the here's another really important thing that everyone let go. She didn't think she had a, her beach friends told her she needed to sit there and call the press. She doesn't have a lawyer. She doesn't think she needs to have a lawyer. Then Diane finds she calls Diane Feinstein. Diane Feinstein says, yes, you need a lawyer. Here is my friend, uh, you know, cats, that woman cats. Um, you should have her. She calls Katz. Katz is her representative. Katz does not tell her that the Republicans are willing to fly to California to meet her. Then Katz lies to the Senate Republicans saying that she doesn't fly. Are you kidding? Yeah. So the so the lawyer who has been uh, who's been picked by a partisan who is against Kavanaugh is lying to both her client and to the Senate Republicans to create this moment where uh, where Ford is in the in the Senate crying or not crying but emotional and, and having to relive this and you know using that little girl voice that she used which was so bizarre and um and uh and and having this big big uh political moment i really believe the lawyer was really orchestrating something it could have been done behind the scenes and they could have had equally had ended up with an fbi investigation but they wanted the moment. They wanted her on camera. They wanted the whole nation watching to make this only an indictment of Brett Kavanaugh, but of the Republican Party. Yeah, uh, and yeah, the, we'll, like, we'll, we'll get to that. Because I, 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 that, that's where that's where this whole thing, to me, is going. However, just in, in talking with you about it, the other like bizarre thing I thought about her testimony, they're asking her about the polygraph. And she's in the hotel room, and was there a was there a were you being recorded? And she's like, I I don't remember. What you don't like? Was there a camera in the room? I don't I don't re. How do you how, listen? Like I can understand not remembering some details about some stuff that happened like thirty seven years ago, but like four months ago when you d- took a, a polygraph for the first time in your life, you th- I would I would. That these little those aren't like little details that you would miss. Was there a camera in the room? Were you being recorded? I I don't remember. And yes, I'm going to make fun of her voice. I am. That's that seems to be the one acceptable thing in the realm of comedy. I don't know if it's if it's completely acceptable. And and Rick, Rick, do we have the uh, do we have the soundbite of the 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 Star Wars voiceover actress who just got uh, fired for her comedic turn as as Blasey Ford? Can we load that up? Uh, wait, what happened? I, I never can, heard of this. I can find it, but that's not one of the ones you had on my list. Oh, okay. Well, that's that. That's my bad. There wait, is. Happened? Wait, say Wait, tell, tell the guys background. talk about it for a Here's second. Here's the story. I'll find it. Hang on. There is a. Uh, there's a Star Wars. There's a TV show. There's Star Wars: The Clone Wars. Uh, there's Star Wars. Uh, 
there's a, there's another cartoon and there's a voiceover actress who did the the voice of Princess Leia in it and she put out a video and it was on Twitter and it's making the rounds right now where she's talking about she's doing an impression of Christine Blasey Ford and just talking about her vocal fry and I'll, you know she's like I'm a doctor and I talk like this and I she's just and that's all it is it's it's not incredibly mean spirited it's not slanderous but I, she got fired that's that's the word on the street that she got fired for making fun of her voice for making fun for making fun of this victim who we're all supposed to just run and believe and whatever she says is the gospel handed down from the Lord himself. And I, I'm trying to be like common sense guy and boy, there's a ton to make fun of. There is a ton to make fun of here, Uh, but it is just so uh, dicey right now. We're supposed to just, I mean, people are letting common sense just fly out the window, just fly out the window. Uh, uh, did you, well, and I know, I know Rick, you're probably madly looking for the, uh, uh, for the clip of, of the princess Leia girl making fun of Christine Blasey Ford's voice. But here's the other one that I want to talk about. The, uh, the whole, the, the whole Jeff Flake of it all. Like I, I keep watching that confrontation in the elevator and it terrifies me. It, it it literally it, it makes it gives me I get anxious when I watch it. Like where was his security? Where were the police? How do you get that close to a a, a senator without someone like th- those people were unhinged? They were unhinged and just screaming. They could have had a weapon. How did they get that close? Really, really disturbing. Senator, why did you- why did you, Senator, you change your mind? I have that audio. Do you have Do you have the clip where the, where the woman uh, is is screaming at him and saying, "Look at me when I'm talking to you"? Yeah, it's part of this one. Hang on, I'll get to it. That's that's ooh wee. Yeah, cue that up. Just I want that's that's just a good one to hear. This like completely unhinged woman just bitch slapping Jeff Flake around. Look at me when I talk to you. It's right around in here somewhere. Hang on. Yeah, that's oh man, I, I I ooh I I don't know. Maybe it's me. But when she says, "Look at me when I'm talking to you," who do you think you're talking to? Who do you think? Listen, I, that that would have done. Uh, th- there is like zero respect there. There's zero respect for personal space. Who is this woman? Look at me when I talk. Can you imagine? Can you imagine? If a dude would run up on uh, on Diane Feinstein and corner her in an elevator and start screaming at her and like, look at me when I'm talking to you. Holy crap. Patriarchy. Holy crap. They'd patriarchy. Be, they'd be screaming about the patriarchy all over CNN. Yeah. That was uh, – now, I've heard people say that they think that this was orchestrated, that this entire event was orchestrated. What do you think, Ryan? You know, I don't. I don't know. I, I have. I have nothing to prove that, so I'm not going to make a conspiracy theory about it. But I do think, though, that um, you know, if you see the clip, you could see Jeff Flake's face and just how completely torn he is about it. Obviously, you know, uh, Senator Coons, Democrat from Delaware, runs up to him afterwards and 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 convinces him to to do this. Um, 
to do this, uh, you know, FBI, and it's not an investigation, it's an inquiry. This FBI, um, this FBI inquiry into, into the allegations of Judge Kavanaugh, um, I think ultimately, well, one, had Dianne Feinstein not hit on, set on this for six weeks, it could have been done much, much earlier. But secondly, and could have been done in confidence. Um, but secondly, um, I do think that uh, that ultimately the FBI investigation might be a good thing because it may give coverage to the three Republicans and one to two Democrats who might want to vote for him. Um, That's what I hate about it. That's what I hate about it because you're absolutely right. I agree with you 100 percent. But that's what takes me to it's all a game. It's all a game. Of course it's all a game. You've got Murkowski and Collins and Flake and like, oh, I can't vote for him. And it'll look better if we say let's have an FBI investigation. So Flake puts on his little I'm sincere and I care face, which is so practiced and so rehearsed. I don't believe that dude for an I I do think it's in the best interest and he's got his eyebrows up and he's all he's all beaten down. You saw what happened in the elevator. I think it is and he knows. All this and that's the other thing. This this feigned ignorance of what an FBI investigation will do. This this whole I guess we should have the FBI look into it because they do have those high tech super secret uh, science fiction devices where they can travel through time. They're going to do exactly what the Senate already did. They're going to do exactly what the FBI has already done six times. It's a farce. The whole thing is a farce from Jump Street. And that's what this and like and that, and that everyone's playing along and and no one no one really spoke to the 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 farcical nature of it until we got to Lindsey Graham. I, I never thought I'd say this ever ever, but thank God for Lindsey Graham. That was that was the best. I said when Lindsey Graham best. is when Lindsey Graham's the manliest Republican on a Senate panel, you know we're in trouble. And it, he just was though. He was he he really called it out that this is a political game. There's no there's no one else to say it. Diane Feinstein sat on this for six weeks. Gets the lawyer. The lawyer lies to the Republicans. She lies to her clients. It it's insane. And then you have Michael Avenetti running on television. For a completely false allegation of of gang rape that the Wall Street Journal and the New York Times sent dozens of reporters, I know this because I know some from there, so dozens of reporters to to substitute to get one witness, one corroborating witness to discuss has ever happened, and they couldn't find a person over the course of three years who attended these dozens of rape parties. It's a joke. It's a complete and, and utter joke. And then. Senator Orrin Hatch, I believe it was, and God bless him for this. In in case anyone missed this, because of all of the Kavanaugh stories were hitting all at once, there was a story that he allegedly raped somebody on a Rhode Island boat. Did you hear this? That 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 Hatch did? That no, that Kavanaugh did. Oh, I heard about there. There was supposed to be a fist fight on a no, boat. In no, Rhode no, Island. no, allegedly it came out the same day that all the other ones came out. The same day that the, the anonymous letter came out, where 
uh, Corey Gardner got a letter from from a person in Colorado saying that he assault that Kavanaugh assaulted her in front of four witnesses, but didn't write her name, address, phone number, or anything on it to contact them back. Then the fifth person was that same day, a few hours later, someone said that he raped Kavanaugh had raped uh, raped her on a boat. It turned out that a man had written the letter, not a woman, and that the man said it was a complete lie. Well, Hatch just tweeted, I think Hatch just tweeted a little while ago that he is looking to. Um, criminally investigate the man to make who made the false allegations against Kavanaugh. And that's what has to happen. Well, that's about time. Yeah. yeah. You, need to start, you need to start having criminal investigations about these people who are lying to ruin this man's life. And, you know, I believe most women who say they've had, who, who say they've been assaulted are telling the truth. I really do. There are exceptions. There are people who just lie. There are women who just lie. That's not the majority, but they're out there and they lie to ruin men's lives. And it happens. And you can't we can't live in this world where we sit there and say, you know, all women are pure. Women never lie. They tell the truth all the time. They don't look at the Duke lacrosse players. Look at Mattress Girl from Columbia. Uh, there was that black college uh, football player who was drafted the NFL and he lost everything, he went to jail. I, I can't remember his name on the top of my head now, um, but he just got acquitted and released. Um, because the woman admitted she lied about everything, but he lost his whole life. He lost his entire life. It happens every day. It happens every day. And what kills me about it, and and you just did it, and I've done it, that we can't even. It's not even on the table in terms of comedy. It's not like you can't. It's like it's like when you talk about when people talk about corruption in the FBI and blah blah blah. It's almost like you have you're compelled to say most people at the FBI are very good. The people, the the people doing the day to day, 90 percent of the jobs uh, of, of the FBI, ninety percent of the people are doing a great job, and it's like you have to do this like little baloney uh, preamble about these uh, false rape accusations. I mean, come on, I I I really, you I I, I think this is, there is there is a hilarious skit in here. Uh, and I don't know who who can do it. Maybe South Park could do it. But like legitimately, this woman who says that when she – and you look at the timeline. I was in college. She was like a college uh, sophomore or whatever. She's going to high school parties where people are, are – or, or, or it's an organized uh, gang rape party. And she goes back ten times. Not and even- she doesn't – and she doesn't say anything no, Michael, to anybody. Michael, remember, that, remember right? the South Park. Remember the South Park where uh, who who's the, the the teacher teacher who had had Mr. Hand, and he was bummed out. Mr. Garrison. That all that Mr. Garrison and Mr. Garrison was bummed out that all of his friends had been uh, abused as children, and he never was. So he wanted his dad to abuse him, so he would. So he would. It's like that. Like. It's it's re it's ridiculous. Well, if you just that. look at Inner. if you just look at it like it's like like it's any kind of reality. If you go to a party, it's like wow, they're they're spiking the punch and they're gang raping people. That's horrible. And then you leave and you're in your car and you're like, boy, they didn't they didn't try to gang rape me. But I'm you know what I'm gonna go back. I'm gonna go back and maybe maybe next time I'll get the punch and maybe I'll be the the one who gets gang raped. Nah, darn it. Nah, that's I'm o, I'm o for two. What's wrong with me? Is it is it is it the way I'm dressing? Is it is it how I'm behaving? I'm gonna go back again. Like who keeps going back? Who keeps like? <laughs> you guys know how high school is. 
No. Like, who's the weirdo I, college person best, that goes to the, the high school party? The best part of that whole entire thing that she said that she said that they were lining up in the hallway to go out the door. Like, right. they were taking a number like it was a Jewish deli. I was like, I don't <laughs> believe that gang rape like that. Like, that you, I mean, I've never been part of a gang rape, and I've never been gang rape, but the fact that you wait in a line to get a number, like, you're, uh, whose turn is it next? It was, it's, uh, I just, I'm, I've never even seen that in like a movie version of it, like uh, that that people line up outside of a doorway. I just, I mean, the whole thing is insane. And throughout all these dozens of parties, she can't find one person, not one person in dozens of parties who says, yes. oh, yeah, I remember that kind of stuff going on. And that's the frightening thing is that somebody ran with that. Somebody's like, yeah. Yeah. And, was, uh, and, and, was, and reported on it. Bronan um, uh, Farrow. Uh, Rowan and Farrow yeah. ran with Farrow. I got a call from somebody who I know uh, who who's affiliated with the New Yorker days before it came out and said it's coming out. It's a Ronan Farrow story, and I really said to myself, you know, oh shit, it's it's over. Like Ronan Farrow does not screw around. And when it came out, I was I literally said, this is it. I I was like, this is this is it. And I was like, no, screw it, go balls to the walls defending this man. This thing is a flat out lie. It just doesn't. It doesn't pass any sort of smell test whatsoever, um, and you have to question that. That there's, she's saying there are men who line up in a row to sit there and, and take turns raping women outside of a hallway. <laughs> How could you even get a Woody for that? I mean, honestly, like it's <laughs> insane. And, but so, but everyone else, they either uh, covered the story or talked about why they couldn't do the story but the allegation is out there and it's all part of the, the public uh, lexicon the and that is what NBC ran name. that story about that man, that man being raped on the boat the whole day and it was written by a man and I uh, and they ran with that story yeah the media's the, how the media has behaved throughout this entire thing has been completely inexcusable it's completely oh. inexcusable it's it's despicable and it, it's it's the it's the wonderful side effect of things that happen when Trump's in office is that, that the mask is off and you really are seeing it's just slanderous, 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 which leads me to get that Lindsey Graham clip uh, ready to go. Yeah, but if I, you well, just actually, look at this, if, if you just look at this, like just just from the logic of it, just from the logic, a woman makes this Diane Feinstein sits on the letter doesn't tell anybody she had she had uh, uh freaking Kavanaugh in her office she never brings it up they hold it they hold it so they can make this 11th hour claim and now it's just a stall for time so that m hopefully more of these crazy allegations will come out and senators will find themselves going I can't vote for this guy because it's not popular I, and I and I want to be popular, and that's not what the law is about. The law is not about a popularity contest. And, and now, when you slander somebody like this, who's been through six FBI investigations, when you just slander somebody this wholeheartedly, it becomes apparent to me that that's all this is about. That that's and all this is about. And the bigger thing is to most people who do not follow every piece of news, like the way that me and some other people like I do, all you hear is the headlines. All you hear is that he's doing it. So for women who have been through sexual assaults, 
all they hear is just the headlines over and over and over and over again. And they feel that this is an actual, they, you know, they, they feel this is an actual, um, smack in the face against them because they've been through and they lived through it. And, and, and that how could the Republicans do this kind of thing? And they must really hate women. It's all a political jerk job. As far as it was executed, if they were honestly concerned about this, she would have brought it up to Kavanaugh behind closed doors. She would have went to the FBI a long, long time ago, and she would have went to Lindsey Graham, and she would have went to Jeff Flake, and they had no idea about it. And she just sat on it, um, Dianne Feinstein. She sat on it because she wanted this kind of a reaction. What I want to know is why she's not up on charges for what she did, because there's a process for all of this. She could have blocked out all the important things, made a copy of it, circulated it through committee, and then they could have talked to Kavanaugh about it. But she chose not to do that. She's violated about a half a dozen procedures from people that I know that are familiar with this type of stuff, and I'm trying to figure out why nobody's pressing that. There's there's so much that's been going on with this, which well, I don't know why people aren't brought up on charges. When I, like we were talking about it last week on this show, like when you have people sitting in in the audience, they're like your guests, uh, they're your guests of senators, and then they're being arrested and thrown out. Why why aren't the senators like hey like if if I was to do that at a comedy club? If I'm like, hey, I'm doing a show uh, and my friend Jimmy and his wife Diane are coming out and Jimmy and Diane get hammered and, and they stand up and they get thrown out, the owner of the comedy club is going to tell me you can't have guests anymore. I don't know why that doesn't have it happen in the Senate. So the big point to all of this is to all appearances, it looks like they were waiting for this to use it as a political weapon. And that's all it's about. And it's not about the truth. And when – they had that prosecutor, the, the the lady who brought in to, to question Kavanaugh and to question Blasey Ford and all that stuff. When finally someone stepped in and tagged her out and when Lindsey Graham stepped in, it was so awesome. It was so awesome. I want to hear it right now. At 9.23 on the night of July the 9th, the day you were nominated to the Supreme Court by President Trump, Senator Schumer said – 23 minutes after your nomination. I will oppose Judge Kavanaugh's nomination with everything I have. I have a bipartisan, and I hope a bipartisan majority will do the same. The stakes are simply too high for anything less. Well, if you weren't aware of it, you are now. Did you meet with Senator Dianne Feinstein on August 20th? I did meet with Senator Feinstein. Did you know that her staff had already recommended a lawyer to Dr. Ford? I did not know that. Did you know that her and her staff had this allegations for over 20 days? I did not know that at the time. If you wanted an FBI investigation, you could have come to us. What you want to do is destroy this guy's life, hold this seat open, and hope you win in 2020. (coughs) You've said that, not me. You've got nothing to apologize for. When you see Sotomayor and Kagan, tell them that Lindsey said hello. Because I voted for them. I would never do to them what you've done to this guy. This is the most unethical sham since I've been in politics. And if you really wanted to know the truth, you sure as hell wouldn't have done what you've done to this guy. Are you a gang rapist? No. I cannot imagine what you and your family have gone through. Boy, y'all want power. God, I hope you never get it. I hope the American people can see through this sham. That you knew about it and you held it. You had no intention of protecting Dr. Ford. None. She's as much of a victim as you are. God, I hate to say it because these have been my friends. 
But let me tell you, when it comes to this, you're looking for a fair process, you came to the wrong town at the wrong time, my friend. All right, that was like right out of a movie. That was like right out of a movie. You're looking for a fair process, you're in the wrong town at the wrong time, my friend. So can I ask... Come on, how awesome was that? Yes, go ahead. Can I ask a question? Yes. Well, two questions. First of all, where has this Lindsey Graham been all my life? Second of all, (laughs) did he get his testicles back in John's will? Because, you know, I've Somebody, I tell you, I think, I think Lindsey, this is the, this is the, my honest opinion of it. Uh, Lindsey Graham is a political animal, and I think he's learning from Donald Trump. I, I, I really do. And this is the other great side effect of Donald Trump. Uh, as the as the mask is coming off the media and you're seeing the bias in the media and you're seeing how some of these things are played out among the Democrats and the Republicans, you see the gamesmanship and the politics of it all. You see that honesty and sometimes a, a genuine outrage pays off like Trump doesn't dodge this stuff. He goes at it head on. Like, can you imagine like Mitt Romney never makes that speech. Uh, John McCain never makes that speech. None of those people make that speech. And now Lindsey Graham is looking around and goes, boy, Trump does stuff like this, and maybe it's okay. Maybe it's okay to hit back. Maybe it's okay just to call it like it is and and politics be damned and poll groups and polling and this segment of the population, blah, blah, blah. Forget it. At some point, you just have to call it like it is, and the people love it. The people love it. Love it. Uh, yeah, it was definitely, I think, Lindsey Graham's finest moment as far as being a senator goes. I think that that will be, you know, on his the reels of when he, you know, was no longer in the Senate of his best moments. Because I, you know, it was it was that moment where you sit there and say, oh, thank God this happened. And I do think that woman did a fairly good job with the questioning. Um, uh, you know, a lot of people did not like what how she questioned. I thought she did a very, very good job in the format that she was given. Um, I didn't like the format as it was, which was, you know, five minutes here, five minutes there, five minutes here. Five, that was so stupid. But yes. given what she what she was supposed to do, I think she did a very good job. Um, uh, and I think she has some very, very important questions in a way that was not uh, she was not supposed to be an attack dog. And people looking for that. Uh, or you know disappointed but that's I, it's just not the role she was supposed to be in um it was great it was with lindsey graham you know at that point everyone who i know who have hated lindsey graham for years and years and years myself included were like i'm not saying a bad word about him for a very long time uh yeah and that's 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 the other thing that i can't that I can't stand about this is that and Lindsey Graham, obviously it was apparent to him that the Republicans, uh, they bring in this woman and they're playing very, very nice. And it's, it's kids gloves. And we're going to try to ask questions. The Democrats weren't even asking questions. No, no. And that's what, when it became, it became painfully obvious. This was not some search for the truth. And that's what finally, I think made Lindsey snap. Like this is ridiculous. We're going to ask questions about the events and her testimony and when she gave the letter to who and how it got out and does she remember and blah, 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 blah. And then it's and then from the Democrats, it's all like you are so brave. You are so brave and you you speak for all of us. And thank goodness for you. And uh, I'm glad that you were able to fly in on a bald eagle today wrapped up in like, what the hell? <laughs> what the hell? It was awesome. It was awesome. And I, I I'm going to. Get out of the segment the way we we got into it is that uh, you got to look at her, too. And that's what I want to come out of this FBI investigation. You got to look at her, too. And for these people 
to these people, the media and everybody. Here's the other thing that, that just drives me nutty about it. So Kavanaugh gets angry uh, uh, about the way he's been treated. He gets upset and they're like, oh, he doesn't have he doesn't have the temperament. What is his reaction supposed to be? There is there for people to criticize him for his reaction to this. Like, oh, he got upset. He doesn't have a, the temperament of a judge. It would be so creepy. It would be he would have been really raked if, if he'd have been a robot about it. I did not do it. I was not there. They would have been like, wow, if I would have been accused of this, I would have been upset. He was in a no-win situation, a no-win situation. And I want to know so much more about uh, about Ford. It's just uh, stupid. And can we please stop saying she was credible? Credible, credible, credible. That's like a drinking game now. Well, well, she was a credible witness. She was credible. A credible story. No, it's it was an incredible story, and she was sympathetic. She's sympathetic. I have sympathy for that woman. Something ain't right. Something ain't right. Oh my goodness. So I'm I'm eagerly and then and then lost in all of this. Lost in all of this. Ryan James Gerdusky is uh is the Rod Rosenstein of it all. And the <laughs> and the, right? Just the, I just that's a funny way of putting it. What what do you mean with Rod Rosenstein? Like that, and the more I think about this, this is why some of these I wait. I don't like to like. I'm not a good uh, like whiplash reaction guy. Like Rod Rosenstein is at the at some party or something, and and he's like, "What do you want me to do? Wear a wire?" And they're like, "Oh, he was joking. He was oh, joking." Oh, that, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, uh, so so weird. let's say let's say he, let's say it was a joke. Let's say he was like, "What do you want me to do? Wear a wire?" Well, that was evidently to Andy McCabe. So what was McCabe saying? If if what do you want me to do, wear a wire, is the punchline, what in the heck was the setup? What was the setup? So that that leads me to like, yeah, there there are some bad actors in the FBI, and let's keep going, and let's release all the documents. How did they get the FISA warrant? Let's see all the text messages. Let's see all the emails. I want it all. I want want it all um yeah there there's a lot to unpack with robert rosenstein i i truly hope um that trump does not fire sessions and just fires rosenstein that is my big 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 hope now why do you want because because rosenstein didn't recuse himself and you think he is like a, a an up to no good I think that Rosenstein is truly a bad actor, and I don't. And I think that Jeff Sessions is probably the best um, person running any part of this administration whatsoever. I think that Jeff Sessions has done a phenomenal job. I know that's not a popular opinion to have, but it's my opinion. And um, I and I think that he has been raked over the coals for absolutely no reason. Um, I think that Rosenstein really. I mean, Rosenstein was the one who picked Mueller who gave him uh, no limitations on his investigation whatsoever. Um, Rosenstein has really been the bad actor. I don't blame, uh, I don't blame uh, Sessions for recusing himself whatsoever. Um, and I think that the people attacking him truly don't know what they're talking about. So do you think America loses its collective mind if, uh, if Rosenstein gets let go next week? 
I mean, this week, America or or people who have been losing their minds since Donald Trump was elected the president. Yeah, those those same people. Oh, you yeah. Think I mean, well, they lose, lose more of their minds. The mind's gone. So what are they losing at this point? I mean, the mind is truly at this point. You know, he he lives rent free in so many people's minds. He should be brought up for for charges because uh, these people like live, eat, and breathe believing that Donald Trump is out to destroy the world and and, and take them over and all the rest of the nonsense. Well, it's it, it goes back to the FBI thing, like uh, the FBI looking into uh, these allegations of Dr. Ford. You you have to let that go because you have to let the FBI proceed because if you don't, it will give the appearance that you're trying to hide something. And so that's the same thing with the Rod Rosenstein deal. If you let Rod Rosenstein, it gives the appearance that you're going to try to shut down the Mueller probe. Isn't that the, the big problem? Well, it's firing it, him. Then it's all for appearance, though. But I mean, I don't think that I don't think that I mean, Trump could fire Mueller tomorrow if he wanted to. Right. Well, that's that's uh, the whole that? thing that, that, that drives me crazy. It's like nothing. Nothing is about actual facts. Nothing is about actual crimes. It's all about oh, the appearance of. Yeah. I'm getting. I'm getting very tired of the appearance of. Yeah, I don't. I I don't put a lot of stock in people who sit there and say, uh, uh, you can't. You have to. You have to. You can't fire Rosenstein because uh, of the Mueller probe. I think that Rosenstein has done a terrible, terrible job in his capacity. I don't think that he's a good. Uh, that he's good at, at what he does. Um, I don't think that he's a fair broker about the entire of of, of the investigation. Um, and uh, I think that he absolutely um, picked Mueller because it was a setup against Trump. Mueller's entire team have been, you know, uh, Hillary supporters, and and I think that that is extre- I think that his behavior has been extremely questionable, and I think it's okay to question it. Um, and um, yeah, that's. I mean, I, I, I felt that way for a very, very long time. I think there's anyone who needs to go. It's Mueller. Uh, sorry, it's not. It's it's, it's Rosenstein. Yeah, yeah. I think the Rosenstein needs to go, and I've had that opinion for for a while. I just think that he's terrible at what he does, and I think he's it's it's he's, he's he is not um, a fair broker. I uh, I will be very very anxious to see how it uh, it it plays out. It's not about. Uh, it's not about finding out the truth. It's not about uh, any of this junk. And I, and I really, 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 I just want to get down to the business of of doing more to help the country. Here's what here, I keep thinking. Can you imagine if uh, if people were on this the same page? It's like if, if they were like, you know what, we're going to try. The, the people have spoken, and we're going to try this uh, Donald Trump way of doing things. If you look at, and, and I'm sorry to to the listeners because I know I sound like a broken record, but it's going very well. It's going very well. Jobs are coming back. Factories are opening up. People need work. People, you know, people need employees. They're actively looking for more people to work. The unemployment numbers are down. Small businesses are are up. It's just it's going very very well and let's get back to the wall i I don't know i'm sure you heard about this but i I, it bears repeating uh for our listeners like let's build that freaking wall yeah it's not it's not 11 million illegals it's it's more like 22 23 million illegal aliens right that's that's a staggering number that's a staggering number build the wall what could it hurt what could it hurt well, what the is the downside? The reason the wall is not getting built is because of Donald Trump and his staff. But that's that's neither here nor there. I, the the um, and 
I have been supportive of this president since he was since before he was the nominee. I have been his biggest advocate. His staff, he needs to literally the best thing that he could possibly do after election day is fire ninety percent of the people who work for him. It is the it would be the best thing in the entire world. They are almost all scumbags. They are almost all against him. They are almost all against his agenda. And it is the amount of of what's happening behind the scenes. I think that I could probably name on both hands how many people inside the West Wing of the White House are actually fighting for Donald Trump's agenda. It is that small. Okay, give me one name. Give me one name of somebody who is who is in there and actually helping Trump. Sessions. Okay, Sessions. Now, give me a name of someone who's on the staff that needs to be let go. They're a bad actor. John DeStefano. I've never even heard of John DeStefano. Who is this? You should know who John DeStefano is. John DeStefano is in charge of hiring at the White House. He's in charge of hiring every single person at the White House. And uh, Johnny DeStefano, whose former boss was John Boehner, John DeStefano is, I think he was the chief of staff, but I'm not sure about that. But John DeStefano used to work for John Boehner. He comes to the, to the Trump White House. Um, actually, the one person who calls him out immediately, I give him credit, was Mark Levin. Mark Levin goes, he has no business doing the job that he's doing. Um, and uh, several people and several people that I know who work in the administration um, have said that John DeStefano um, purges Trump supporters and he hires former never Trumpers. And you could see that because we have a ton of never Trumpers inside the white house. Woo-hoo! Who's a never Trumper in the white house. Uh, let's start with one per- one. Uh, let's start with the administration of the white house. necessarily. Nikki Haley, a uh, huge never Trumper used her rebuttal to the state of the union to, to, uh, to attack Trump. Allegedly, according to what I have heard from somebody, and this is a legend, um, her, she was the governor of South Carolina. The lieutenant governor was an early backer of Donald Trump's. He's now the governor, McMaster. And um, Trump said um, and to McMaster, do you want to be part of my administration? Anything you want, you let me know. You help me win South Carolina. He goes, I want to be governor, so please give Nikki Haley a job. And he, Nikki Haley at, at UN secretary. Um, and uh, she's a humongous never Trumper. She has gone. Um, she went to Syria to sit there and to... Uh, uh, she gave a speech in Syria where she said that um, she was going to change Trump's mind about taking in more refugees. Uh, it was so outrageous that the then um, Secretary of State, uh, not Pompeo, the one before him, uh, Tillerson, told her she could no longer give public speeches without uh, clearing with the secretary without, without the Department of uh, uh, Secretary of State. Um, she um, she was. They did a recent thing where they had a conversation. It was Stephen Miller, um, Stephen Miller, Pompeo, uh, Kelly, and like two or three other people were in the room about reducing the number of refugees down to 15,000 a year. Um, she was not invited to that meeting. And she was purposely not invited to that meeting because she has been a huge advocate of, of bringing hundreds of thousands of refugees um, every decade. She's a huge advocate of busting the, uh, the borders open and increasing legal immigration. Um, she's been opposed to all of Trump's immigration policies completely. She's been opposed to any sort of um, policies when it comes to getting out of Afghanistan. She is just the absolute worst. Anyone who praises Nikki Haley does not know what they're talking about. Um She's awful. Uh, so there wow. you go. 
John DeStefano, Nikki Haley, two terrible people in the administration. Kelly needs to be fired. Uh, Secretary Nielsen from DHS needs to be fired. Um, I mean, I could go on. Asani Perdue from Georgia, Agriculture Secretary, needs to definitely be fired. Um, you could, I mean, you could purge 80% of this administration and you would only have better results. Wow. wow. See, this is why I like having you on the show. I'm learning stuff. I'm learning stuff because I see when, when you and I'm just going off of social media and, uh, and uh, you know, Twitter and Instagram and blah, blah, blah. But, uh, boy, it's it's a love fest for Nikki Haley. Out oh, there. of course, these people are freaking morons. They just like her because she's a woman. She's the Republican version of Hillary Clinton. She will do and say anything to be president one day, the most power hungry person you've ever seen before. She would blow up an entire Middle Eastern country if it means to sit there and become president one day. She's an incredibly dangerous human being. I cannot, I, I, I mean, the hot, hot hate of a thousand suns. I just cannot stand <laughs> the, the love fest for Nikki Haley and the attacks on Jeff Sessions. Jeff Sessions is the, the you know, America's or Trump's uh, buy American, hire American. He yes. is the reason we're enforcing the hire American. He is going after companies, and there are major companies in this country that do not hire Americans. They don't. They look for cheap labor, and he has been going after them one after the other. If you discriminate as somebody because they are an American citizen, it's only because of Jeff Sessions. The reason we have so many judges on the border is because of Jeff Sessions. Um, uh, the uh, any kind of anything with in, interior enforcement immigration has been Jeff Sessions. He has been leading on every one of those issues, and he is the only one. Nielsen is a joke over at DHS. It is laughable what she is saying she is doing. And um, and and uh, I don't know her name right now because she's brand new in the administration. But he just hired a new legislative affairs director who is mind-bogglingly bad. Um, there is, uh, there's a congressman in Kansas named Kevin Yoder. This story has been completely buried. I'm not even writing about it because no one's going to care, but it's incredibly important. Kevin Yoder from Kansas, I believe, third congressional district. He is on this House committee for something to do with DHS funding and immigration. And he slipped in an amendment to a bill which says – Anyone can claim if they can claim they feel threatened in their home country can come to the border and declare asylum. It is going to be a madhouse of that border. You're going to see the number of people coming to the border to declare themselves refugees doubling and tripling because of his amendment. It also gets rid of country caps, which means every year, let's say we can only take in 50,000 from India and we take in a million people total. It will be almost a million people from India because businesses will be pushing for cheap labor from India and from Southeast Asia. Um, so he gets rid of the country caps and um, he expands more visas for more cheap labor. It is a cheap labor bonanza. It is weakens the border weakens the entire Border Patrol's job of determining who can claim credible that they're a refugee. Um, it's an absolute terrible bill. It passed the House committee, and um, I think – I'm not sure, but it might have passed the House completely. Um, and it's supposed to go to the Senate. Tom Cotton flipped his head. He t on Twitter, he started at tweeting at Kevin Yoder saying, I can't believe you passed this piece of crap bill. Jeff Sessions called him when he brought the bill to the floor, and Jeff Sessions, as the, as, as, as the head of the Justice Department, sat there and said, you cannot pass this bill, and he passed it anyway. And Republicans actually just stopped funding his reelection campaign because he's going to lose. But – 
the amount of damage that will happen because of Kevin Yoder's bill. And if someone doesn't stop it in the Senate and, and the full House, it's going to be a it's going to be a complete and total disaster. And that is why Trump should have had somebody, uh, a legislative person who could sit there and call him and say, don't pass this bill or tell Trump, Trump, someone's going to you know, pass a bill that will make the border uh, even weaker. And he would have called the representative or tweeted him or whatever. And they did nothing. Why? Because the legislative director, the last legislative director used to work for the Koch brothers, getting paid a million dollars a year for the Stop Trump camp camp campaign um, and is an open border advocate. The woman is replacing him uh, as friends with Kelly. So I can only assume that she's just as bad as General Kelly is. And he is horrible. I like to learn. <laughs> I I love this. I love this. This is like an insight. Uh, I, I've heard nothing about this. And it's it seems huge. Here's this. This is what uh, kills me about this. And this is why I think people do get outraged when you when you do look deeper into the numbers, like the, the Yale study into how many illegal immigrants are, are, are actually here. It's a it's a huge number. Twenty two, twenty three million. When you look at how many people we accept every year legally, we're about a million, a million people a year. Come on in. Uh, have a great time. To me. Uh, it, it is from the left and the right. People want this cheap labor. It is, it is, uh, no, crony capitalism. The left wants the vote. Oh yeah. That's yeah. But it's like, the right and, and the right wants the cheap labor. Yeah. So it's like, we, it's like you've got one side who's trying to really take over our political system. And then you have the other side that's almost like, Hey, come on slavery. It's it's just bad on on both sides of it. That drives me crazy, uh, and it's one of the things that I'll I'll never stop uh, harping well, I about. Just, I just finished the Bob Woodward book. It's actually a really really good read. I believe like I believe that the general premise is true. I'm not sure of all the individual stories. Um, it's a good read though. And one thing Bob Woodward says is he looked for two and a half years and there's no Russia collusion. But that's that's neither here nor there. The other thing that Bob Woodward says in the book, it's a constant thing of Trump saying, Hey, let's get out of Afghanistan. Let me, you know, renegotiate trade agreements. Let me keep my promises that I made on the campaign trail. And people inside the White House saying, No, 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 you can't do that. And it's the same people over and over and over again. And one of those people is General Kelly. And that is a thing I've heard constantly throughout the White House is people saying to Trump, you can't do this. Don't do this. Don't do this. And um, you've, you're seeing a change in trade because it is one of the few areas of the White House that he hired people who believe in the same worldview that he does. People at and, and Robert Lighthizer and, and Peter Navarro and his, his, her trade, his, his trade uh, people and, and, and Wilbur Ross, they believe America's trade deals are terrible. They believe we're getting screwed over. They believe we shouldn't renegotiate better. And that's why we're seeing the renegotiating starting to happen. But it took two, it took a year and a half because we had Gary Cohn fighting him tooth and nail. Because, you know, we needed a, we needed a tax cut for uh, uh, Nike so that they could, you know, give millions of dollars to Collar and Kaepernick and all the other garbage. Um, uh, but that's why we're seeing something finally happening on trade. We're not seeing things happen on immigration because everyone, with the exception of Jeff Sessions, that he has working for him on immigration is an open borders advocate, is a cheap labor labor advocate, does not fundamentally believe in the same worldview Trump does not does, believes in. And that's why we don't have a wall today. And that's why we have everything with the exception of refugees exactly how it was when President Obama was president. Well, it is a uh, it's a staggering problem. It is very eye opening. 
to to learn all this stuff. I I'm gonna I'm gonna Personnel keep on keeping policy. on. Always remember that personnel is policy. Who you hire to carry out um, your policy is as important as anything else. I agree. And now, for just I I gotta leave people with some good news. <laughs> so I, I, I no I, I do I, I I like I like a little bit of good news. Uh, I was very encouraged with. We had we had two big premieres this week on television. We had uh, Murphy Brown coming back, just and everyone knew what that was going to be. Everyone knew what Murphy Brown was going to be. It was going to be the same thing that it was when it was on the air. Let's make fun of Republicans. Let's let's make fun of the right, uh, and let's be awesome and let's be the smartest people in the room and look down our noses. America said no. America said no to Murphy Brown. Ratings were bad. But the good news, last man standing, and everybody knew what that was going to be, too. Everyone knew what that was going to be. Okay, that's going to be someone who's uh, pro-right and, and pro-Trump and uh, and conservative. America said yes. Now, they didn't do the big Roseanne numbers, but they did 8 million people. They did 8 million people. They did like a, a 1.2 in the demo on a Friday night. That's a that's a big big number. That's a big big rating. It was Fox. Uh, it was their most popular comedy, the highest rated comedy show that they've had on the air in seven years. Right now, yes, the the uh, uh, America is is growing weary of being led around by the nose and being told that they're stupid and racist and troglodytes. It, it is. Uh, it is. I was very. I, I, I was very encouraged by those numbers. I like those numbers. I'm happy. Tim Allen's got all the money in the world, but I'm happy for Tim Allen. Yeah. And I'm happy for everybody involved with the show. Kudos to them. I have some good news. What do you got? New A new poll came out um, today. I don't know who did the polling, but I heard it was a good poll. And um, they asked voters in Missouri, are you more likely or less likely to vote for Claire McCaskill because she's opposing Brett Kavanaugh? And voters, including women, said less likely. Uh, McCaskill and Collins McCaskill and Murkowski. From, from Missouri, she's, opposed, she's openly opposing Kavanaugh. She's not one of these wishy-washy. She's openly opposing yeah. And 47% of women said they were less likely to vote for Claire McCaskill because she was opposing Brett Kavanaugh. 42% they said they were more likely. But 47 said they were less likely to support uh, Claire McCaskill because of, of her opposition to Brett Kavanaugh. I love it. I love it. I love it. And I'll leave you guys with this. Uh, Kanye West was just on SNL, and he was sporting a, uh, a MAGA hat. God, <laughs> God love that crazy, brilliant dude. I tell you what, go for it, Kanye. That uh, is our show for today, you guys. Uh, go to theloftestparty.com for more, more, more. We are still uh, raising money uh, for for Caleb's cataract surgery. I'm going to have an update for you that for you, for, uh, for that next week. I'm going to be do some, doing some shows in Los Angeles. Uh, keep a good thought in your head. The next two weeks are very important to the Loftus party. And they're very, and er, ergo, very important to you. I want to thank uh, Ryan James Gerdusky for, for being on the show. Kung Fu Rick, thank you so much for those wonderful sound drops and sound effects. I will see you guys next week on an all-new show. <laughs>